Pro Talk with ProTech, digging deep to learn the stories, lessons, and accomplishments of experts in the real estate industry. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Our guest today is Jonathan Ruff with the Tom Berger team of Compass Real Estate. A Washington, D.C. native, Jonathan has been a real estate agent for six years now. The third highest producing agent on his team of 10, Jonathan is on pace to produce 10 to 15 million for this year. Clearly a pro at what he does. We are so excited to learn more about his journey. Jonathan, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Okay, so we always like to get things started with just kind of learning your story. Um, obviously, you've been in D.C. all of your life, but how did you get into real estate and why Why real estate? What's your story? Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I used to be in uh, wealth management and retail banking, and uh, when my wife had told me we were pregnant and expecting, uh, I decided to switch to real estate, given that that was the part that I liked the best of my, my prior career. Mm -hmm. Uh, I knew Tom from a prior relationship and um, vetted no other team, and the rest was kind of history. Okay, awesome. So, um, been doing real estate for, for six years now, is that right? Correct. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, what specific areas do you service? Any specific neighborhoods or areas you focus on? So, I'm licensed in Maryland, D.C., and Virginia, and I really follow where the business takes me. Mm -hmm. um, currently, I'm D.C. heavy, but in prior years, I've done work in Virginia, uh, Alexandria, um, Falls Church, uh, PGM, Montgomery County, and Maryland. So I'm all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Everywhere. That's mm -hmm. good. I find that's a really common answer, especially in this area, because sure. most of the time if people are moving to DC, they're moving from someplace else. And Absolutely. so you kind of have to be flexible. You know, there. I think we're very fortunate in this area that, um, in, in the three states or, or DC in the two states, um, there's a fair amount of transition at any given time of the year. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, so when you had first started out uh, six years ago, I mean, clearly you joined an amazing team, so I'm sure that helped a lot with the transition into real estate, but what is something that you wish that you had known when you first started out? So I think it's very important as a young agent to focus your marketing or farm a specific area, and that's difficult at times because you want to kind of hit the ground running and, um, you know, obviously any mentors you might or might not be working with are also in the industry and busy so sometimes you have to kind of learn as you go along I mm -hmm. think I had it been more focused initially to farm a specific area that would be um, kind of what I would have changed or any advice I would give someone new to the industry right right so clearly we have a lot of different areas so maybe rather than trying to just go everywhere Absolutely. all the time it's really yeah, focusing in blanketing can tire you out yeah and also you know, it's not as focused of an approach where right. um, if you're in a specific area marketing specifically, I think uh, clients or potential clients are more apt to call on you. Yeah, yeah, that makes makes complete sense. You can be the expert in that, in that area. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Um, so tell me about a really challenging time and how you overcame it. And this can be professionally or personally even. Sure. Um, I mean, COVID obviously has really, um, you know, created a very challenging time. I had my biggest listing, largest listing to date. Um, we were listed at 2.9 million in uh, Forest Hills in DC. And, you know, the market really fell out from under us initially when COVID hit, where right. you couldn't do any in-person open houses, uh, the traditional type of marketing that one would do, brokers opens were not allowed. So I really had to kind of uh, step back and think out of the box, uh, change marketing completely and wholeheartedly. 
Um, and fortunately for me, um, that's one of my strengths. Mm-hmm. And we were able to sell the home, uh, I would say, three months into COVID. Awesome. And, Congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Thank you. And during that process, you know, how did you go about like explaining that to your sellers just to make sure? Because, you know, I mean, obviously everyone's kind of in a panic and now you have your house sure. listed. And sure. how did you go about that? Well, I think, um, you know, one thing as a real estate agent that I learned along the way that you have to be that voice of reason. Mm-hmm. You have to be that calming voice um, because the client will not be, they're always concerned of whether they're purchasing or selling, um, the margins, timelines, um, any hiccups, uh, and COVID certainly was a big one. Uh, so I just spent my time, I spent more time with my client, more mm-hmm. FaceTime with my client, putting her at ease, explaining uh, what I had come up with in the way of a new process mm-hmm. and how we were gonna approach that, and it seemed to work. I think just a constant voice of reason and calm is, is something that clients will really look, look to from, from you as an agent. Right, right. Well, I'm sure, too, the communication, you know, obviously you're having to pivot in what you're doing and making sure you're kind of walking her through the steps or them through the steps as you're going through the steps. Absolutely. People, I think, appreciate that, that honesty. I, you know? I take an approach that I'm always connected with my clients and, the, you know, the more we communicate, I think the easier the process is, whether it's on selling or buying side. Right, right. Awesome. Um, on, the, on the flip side, tell me about a really, I mean, obviously successful, you sold the house, so that's sure. great. But um, uh, tell me about a really successful time and how you celebrated it. Sure. So um, this year currently is kind of a breakout year for me. Um, so, I, you know, I spend time with my friends and family. I have a five-year-old daughter. Oh. So I celebrate with her, um, you know, and, and I think I really appreciate the little things in life and mm-hmm. celebrate, you know, my successes that way. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. So often when we're, we're talking with people, you know, sometimes it's easy to forget to celebrate those sure. little successes, you know, sure. and I... No, I think, you know, life is certainly fast-paced and there are a lot of complications and can be stressful at any given time. You have to take time to at least unwind. And I do, you know, I do think celebrating one's successes, whether they're personal or professional, is, is something important from day to day. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Um, how are you being successful right now? So I know we kind of talked about the one specific situation and a lot of it seems like what you've done is um, transition some of the, your marketing strategies, but is there anything else that um, you've kind of changed in the way of how you do business now? Sure. So, you know, I think my kind of pipeline is growing organically at this point um, and you take, you know, say the first one to three years to really build that up. And I took rather than scatter around and try and pick up as many sales as I could or purchases, I really took my time initially to really build a good base of um, a customer base and, and, and a pipeline. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly touching those people, whether it's with a phone call, an email, I put out a newsletter monthly. I'm regularly sending and farming with postcards in specific neighborhoods now that I have that experience. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be paying off quite nicely to where, you know, you could be having just a check-in conversation with someone and that could remind them that they knew a friend that was interested in buying or selling mm-hmm. and the referral happens that way so it seems to be working my my pipeline seems to be working organically and very well at this point right that's mm-hmm. awesome I'm sure that you know because you had mentioned one to three years it's kind of what it takes to really get that pipeline going and then with everything going on it's you know for you to have a breakout year is just incredible sure yeah. no I'm very happy and I, I think you do have to take time initially to really kind of focus Focus on what type of customer base, what type mm-hmm. of clients are you going to pick up? Are you 
you want to have like-minded mm-hmm. um, clients because you want to get along, otherwise the relationship's not going to work, and you, you really have to be focused on the relationship. I mean, this is a relationship business. Right, absolutely. <clears throat> and the consistency of it, too. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. even when things are difficult or sure. hard, the consistency sure. of what you're doing it seems to be what's working. Absolutely. Um, where do you see yourself in the next five years? What's what's next for you? So, you know, I would just love for my my production to increase and compound, um, continue to build my client base, uh, continue to be in the community and help the community. You know, uh, real estate, I'm very fortunate because it gives me a lot of time with my daughter. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a balance of both uh, an increase in, in professional success as well as, you know, spending personal time with family and friends. Yeah, awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like you're on the right track for that. So. I hope so. Um, what is one interesting thing that most people don't know about you? Any hobbies or fun facts? Sure. I used to be an amateur Muay Thai fighter. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All right. Don't mess with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can. You can. Um, now you can. I'm 47. I retired about 10 years ago. Okay. But I think even that kind of uh, brought a different um, skill set to this industry in that, you know, obviously in real estate, it's a very competitive industry. There are a lot of agents um, in the industry. And, you have to, you know, be first. You have to think out of the box. You have to be competitive, but obviously respectful and professional to your colleagues. And so I think that kind of skill set that I learned competing mm-hmm. translated really well. Awesome. So, I mean, you said you retired 10 years ago, but I mean, are you still dipping in that at all just for fun now? I do. Or? So I, I'm a little on the old side to be doing it. I'm fortunate that I'm still able to. So I have younger teammates that are doing their pro debuts. And, okay. Um, Pre-COVID, I would go and do training camps with oh, them. Oh, okay. Have a body for them. So um, I do stay in it. I mean, it, it is one of my greatest loves. Yeah. So, and I did it for almost three decades. Wow. So um, That's awesome. I do stay in it as best I can. Obviously, you know, now with COVID, it's kind of put a, a, a lull on that, but I'll right. get back to it. Right. Good. Keep living vicariously through them. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, what advice, I know we talked about like, what do you wish you had known when you first, uh, started out, but if, if there's any listeners that are brand new to the industry or may even be thinking of joining real estate, what would your advice be to them? So I think it's very important that you align yourself. If you don't align yourself with a good team, you have to align yourself with a very good mentor. Um, once you get into the industry, it's very fast moving. Uh, if, and when you do pick up your first, say one to three clients, writing those offers there are a lot of question marks that come up and many times as an individual you don't have the time to answer yourself or research that question it's better to be mentored and be led or driven in the right direction by someone with a little more experience Um, i think it's also very important if you're considering real estate in this market to reach out to family and friends and say hey guys i'm going to be doing a career change you know, if you are considering buying or selling, I would love it if you would be my first, you know, transaction. I didn't do that, but I think it's very important because you can set, um, you know, a small base of income from right out of the gates to where you have a little extra money to spend on marketing, which at the beginning one typically doesn't think about. Right, right. Well, yeah, and reaching out to people that already know you, like you, trust you, love you seems Absolutely. like a smart a smart way to go Absolutely. about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting with as many people we talk to, the whole mentorship or team or coaching, it mm-hmm. just always seems to keep 
coming about because there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. I mean, clearly, especially in this area, we have a lot of really successful real estate agents. Absolutely. And I think a lot of the training is done on the job. Yeah. Um, And again, rather than make mistakes, it's better to be kind of steered in the right direction. Right. Makes sense. Mm Um, okay, so how does one partner with transactional partners? So now you know you have a contract. Um, there's obviously other people outside of just the real estate agent who's involved with this contract. How do you go about interacting with them, like your network of people? Sure. So I kind of started with my own network of contractors, being from the area. Mm-hmm. Um, I already had certain relationships established through kind of wealth management, work in wealth management, and um, retail banking. But as you get into the real estate industry you do kind of lean on certain partners just from having to work with them over and over again. There's a certain level of trust that's built between you and say, um, you know, home inspecting company like yourself, like ProTech. I have a wide kind of uh, diverse group of contractors that I lean on. Compass in particular has a product called Compass Concierge that on the selling side, if a seller wants to make some updates to maybe grab a higher dollar amount, we have that ability to kind of give them that money uh, for free, actually, no interest, no fees or anything. And so then, as the agent, I kind of become the project manager. So I bring in my people for my client. Okay. Um, they basically turn the other cheek or go away until the project's finished, the house is listed, and it's usually very successful. So I think the partners that I've had, I've had for quite some time. I don't take referring people to clients um, lightly mm-hmm. so there's got to be a certain level of trust built for me for me to continue business with with any given contractor right right awesome okay great um, tell everyone how they can best reach you phone number email are you on social media what's the best way to get so I'm on social media Instagram and Facebook email is great too um, certainly my cell phone as well I'm available pretty much any time of the day um, and you know I think you kind of have to be in an industry like this, so I'm certainly happy to answer any questions, real estate based, any needs whatsoever. Um, Anyone can reach out anytime. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jonathan. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Pro Talk with ProTech. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow ProTech Inspection Services on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. To be a guest on our show, message us on any of our social media platforms.